Welcome back to Winning with Connections, the WWC Global Podcast. This is our take on government contracting and small business success with interviews from top experts and the people that make the industry move. Today, we're talking to Alexis Kowalczyk from GDIT, obviously a very large firm. And we're going to talk a little bit about her perspective from the large firm around small business and how to effectively work with a large firm. I want to talk a little bit about her background because it's kind of fascinating as to how she got into this and how she sees the sales cycle and how you do sales within or BD within government contracting space. Alexis, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This is cool. I, You know, it's funny. We talk a lot, at least monthly, with small businesses about the issues that they face. We haven't done much yet. And I want to do a little bit more with large businesses and the perspective of a large business in how they interact with small businesses. And now I've been certainly not on the large business side, but I've been on both sides to some extent because now we're a prime both for small businesses and for other large businesses where where it's a small business set aside. And so I've seen a little bit of it, but I'm sure coming from you know GDIT, which is one of the top firms within the industry, both just in terms of reputation, but also in terms of revenue, you've got a very different perspective of how to work with small businesses. And I know you do it a lot and you like doing it. Well, first of all, let's, before we get into that, let's talk about your background a little bit and how you got to government contracting, how you got to GDIT in the first place. So I did not take, I would say the traditional route getting into this business. I moved up here after college. I graduated from the University of Alabama and I moved up with my boyfriend who was working as a software engineer and doing IT. So I came up with, you know, your post-college pie in the sky dreams. And I was going to come here to change the world and make it a better place. And I ended up working for kind of a boutique lobby firm in Washington, D.C. And so as it pertains to like fundraising or campaign support and working kind of different cases and working with different clients. And I ended up um, working with a lot of really neat tech clients that were doing defense work at the time. And a lot of them had really cool, like cutting edge technologies, robotic arms, different kind of technologies for Wi-Fi at the time that you would put on ships and just like really neat stuff. And so I was learning a whole lot, getting myself completely out of my comfort zone. Then we had an election and an administration change. And um, my boss at the time sat me down and he's like, hey, things are going to change. You know, we're going to take on a little bit of a different, you know, client base. And the time uh, gave me a book and in the book it was a lot of you know oil and gas and I took on a client to research and it was kind of doing drilling within some of our protected land areas out west and there was a lot of endangered species that would have been injured if they started drilling and I took the book back and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I care about these turtles and these cougars and <laughs> this is not going to work out for me. So one of his uh, clients at the time said, hey, I'm going to give you this job and it's super boring, but it'll give you really a chance to um, figure out what you want to do. And so it was contracts. And 
you know, I ended up doing it for 13 years and I worked for different contractors and I ended up learning about the business from a whole different perspective than I think a lot of my other colleagues in this industry mm-hmm. have learned. And it's really benefited me and given me a unique perspective on, you know, how people buy, what they buy and what motivates them to buy. So yeah. that's my background in a nutshell. That's awesome. And and so and you've been with GDIT for how long? Almost a decade. Oh wow. Okay. And so, you know, as a very large business and you're doing you're now in the BD realm within GDIT, right? Correct. Okay. So as a large business, you obviously you're going after very large things. Clearly you're not going after, in fact, I think I sat with GDIT a while back and somebody said, we don't, don't ever come to us with something under, I want to say 10 million, but I think it might've been even higher than that. It was just, it's just not worth it for us. You know, it is a small business that's eye opening to, to kind of hear those, those numbers, you know, Hey, we, we don't even, we don't even talk about stuff that is less than you know, 10, 20, 30 million. And really we get excited when it's over a hundred million as a small business, obviously take lap a couple of zeros off of that. And you're starting to get excited, but you, so you guys are, are playing in a very different field than most of the people here that are listening to the podcast, I'm guessing, but you are playing with small businesses a lot as subcontractors. And I assume also, in fact, I know because we've, we've worked with you guys as, as prime contractors as well. So you guys are subbing or you guys are priming. What is it like as a large business working with small businesses? What do you like to see? What do you not like to see? Who do you like to go to as small business partners? So I work with a lot of small businesses and the government customer that I support has a pretty high small business percentage goal. So with that said, I'm always looking for somebody who's new and has a really good idea and who's passionate about what they are doing, what they're working on, and somebody who, you know, has a lot of value add to add to not just the bid I'm on, but I'm looking really more for relationships across multiple bids because, you know, you may bid four or five and one hits. So Mm -hmm. you're really looking for how do we work together as a team? How do we share information? You know, what are you working on? Even if it's not for the agency that I'm supporting, I really want to know what you're doing across. How are you spreading yourselves from a market perspective? What drives me nuts sometimes is that I'll meet small businesses and they're like, we do everything from admin support to contracts to cyber. And I like this AIML stuff. Like, we're going to do it all for you. And that always drives me nuts because I'm GDIT and we legitimately could do almost all of that. And we're behemoth. So... You know, I'm glad you guys want to do like everything and anything, but does that really pertain to the complete bit I'm working on? So I'm always looking for somebody who's collaborative and fresh and who's going to bring kind of the next new ideas. Like what's that new niche that you're really concentrated on and passionate about? And then to boot, 
I focused a lot on women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, hub zones, A-Days, because that's growth potential and that's also longevity for me and building the relationships and teams. So not saying that the plain old, you know, larger, almost to graduate small business doesn't necessarily work for us, but I'm looking at it from the fact that I'm GDIT, I'm large, and here I am, and I'm going to showcase my partners. Mm-hmm. And they are diverse as ideas because with diversity, you have better ideas and better solutions. Okay. And you end up really mimicking what your customer looks like and how they buy. And I want to showcase, you know, here's my team. We may be small, but we're filled with really amazing people. Right. So I want to be thoughtful on what I add to a GDIT bid. So that's kind of how I look at it from a very top level perspective on how I work with small businesses. Right. So I, I it is funny because I, I we get the same thing. I do all things. I do everything. If you do everything, you do nothing. And you certainly do nothing well. If you say you can do, I, I have literally seen a, a slick sheet, you know, one pager that has something from like painting and guard, you know, gardening maintenance type stuff all the way to cyber. No, sorry, guys, pick a lane and make sure you do well in that. When you get to GDIT size, sure, you do a lot of a lot more things. Even when you get to our size, we do a whole lot more than we did 10 years ago. But it's because we kind of grew organically into things that we could do effectively. But you got to pick a lane. So, So you and I have talked before about kind of how you view BD. And I think there are a lot of people who view BD as sales. And there are a lot of people out there in the BD space who are very traditional salespeople. I think you see it very differently and you align a lot with the way that we do BD. Can you talk a little bit about how you view BD and how you do it? Sure. The word sales drives me nuts. I start getting like hives and itchy all over from it because to me, sales is a one-time or maybe two-time transactional deal where you're really just selling one thing and buying one thing. So to me, that's sales. Really, if you're doing, I think, business development effectively, it's much more relationships based because this is a people business at the end of the day. And really, you know, these relationships kind of drive trust and drive solutions and drive like future technologies and problem sets. And really, these relationships are going to give give you more of a long-term perspective on how to do business. And I'm really kind of trying to look at it more of a, we're a team together. The government ha- cannot do a lot of support and work without their contracting base. Mm-hmm. And the contracting base cannot exist without the government. So to me, it's really more of a team sport. So I want to be able to bring the best technologies forward and the best solutions forward. And without a relationship, that doesn't really do anything for either party. So, I mean, to me, sales, if I'm just pitching one deal at a time or two deals at the time and you're going to see me in your office one day and then you're never going to see me again, that's really not beneficial to either party. And that's frankly a complete waste of time. So for me, it's all about building the relationships and how do you carry that forward and how do you really maximize it for both parties to end up with 
a cumulative solution. So, and I'll, I'll, I'll take the view of, of some of the firms that I've talked to who say, but you're GDIT, you get to walk into an office and start that relationship and get a new relationship because you've got GDIT behind you. How do you, and, and I know that's not entirely true, you know, it, GDIT certainly carries a lot with you, but you still have to do the work that, that all the rest of us have to do to get those relationships. But how do you do that? How do you get those relationships? I think it's, you know, for me, yeah, you do get the appointments a lot easier when you're GDIT. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also a point that some people are scared to get those appointments as well. When I look at my mid-tier competitors or small competitors, I mean, some are, you know, pretty pretty great hustlers and can get in there, get the meeting, but it's not getting the meeting. It's what do you get out of the meeting? That's really more important. How do I help you solve your problems? Just meeting to meet and check the box that you met and talk to the customer doesn't give you customer intimacy. It's how are you working? And, you know, sometimes it could be completely, hey, how is your husband or wife doing? How are your kids doing? Or, hey, I'm you know, struggling with this homeschool thing. How's that working for you? I mean, it's, it's really, you know, at the end of the day, they put their pants on the same way I put my pants on. And it's how do we work together and form a trusted bond in order to kind of then say, hey, are you struggling with this hybrid cloud? You know, we've got great solutions that we're doing for other customers. Would you like to have a chat with, you know, your government customer on the other side? Because I can't really solve all of, you know, the government's problems as GDIT, but we have a huge breadth and depth of work that we have across multiple um, federal civilian and IC agencies and in the DOD where I can say, you know, somebody has a problem that's similar to yours and they did a unique way, unique acquisition in order to get this material. Like, have you thought about talking to them? Let me connect you or let me show you this document on how, you know, they did their source selection differently or how you, you know, went about this, uh, you know, a little bit uniquely. Like, I want to share those because with knowledge, it's total power. So it's really more of a, I guess, a sort of a gatekeeper. Like, you know, it's really not the government's responsibility to understand the GD org chart, but it's my responsibility to be able to showcase and leverage what GDIT has in order to solve their problems. So, yep. yep. So, as a small business, how do I? I mean, GDIT is a, and I, I will kind of tout you guys. You have been very good to small business. There are firms that are not, but in our dealings with you, as well as in other people uh, talking about working with GDIT, you guys are are a a strong large business to work with and an effective large business to work with. How do small businesses get to play with you guys? Um, how do they get to you to say, hey, look, here's what we do in here. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to work with GDIT. So we have an amazing SBLO um, in Ludmilla Parnell, and she you can find her in the Small Business Liaison Office on the GDIT.com website. And through it, companies sign up. They can put together their packages for them, their slick sheets, and talk to her. And as bids are coming in or people are looking for niche capabilities or, you know, to fill a certain slot in a certain agency or area that they're going after, 
you know, we'll continually contact her and get people to, you know, that she would recommend that could work with us on the bid. So that's one way that you can start working with GDIT. In addition, obviously, pre-COVID, you know, she would host these quarterly events where other business development or capture managers can come and business owners and meet these small businesses and kind of work and talk and do these networking activities. So I really have always found that super helpful to kind of meet people who I don't necessarily meet all the time. Mm -hmm. With that, when um, I'm working our bids um, and looking for small businesses, um, I get a lot of you know, invitations for my colleagues or virtual introductions. And I really try my best to talk to every single, you know, email or company that I can get and really spend time with them and um, really learn about them, the people that they have, the work that they want, what their aspirations are. That's really kind of big. So, you know, it may not be the opportunity I have going on now, but who knows what I have going on in a year from now or a year and a half. So it's really kind of pulling that thread into how small businesses. And I'm pretty confident that my other BD execs are doing the same thing. I think it's kind of the culture of GDIT. We've, you know, while we're we're big and large, we realize that, you know, it also takes us a lot longer to kind of get a lot of things accomplished and done. And for our small businesses, they're agile, they're quick. I need them to be all in on the team with me, just like they need me in order to kind of bring them along. So it's really more of a team sport. And that's really kind of how I look at it. Yep. Yep. And that, you know, it's amazing to me. And and it's great that you guys have a small business liaison officer that's that's wonderful. There are a number of firms who do and they really do take us take it seriously, but that is not the end all be all. It is networking, it is making sure, you know, you and I got got hooked up through another small business who said, I really like Alexis, I really like Lauren. You guys need to know each other. And and those relationships, like you said, with the government those relationships business to business are also really critical because, you know, we went through on another win, on another bid a couple of days ago here. Okay. Well, we need a cyber firm, right? I had 15 cyber firms sitting, waiting, all of whom we like, by the way. So it's really a question of, okay. And there may be a cyber firm that is better at this one particular type of cyber than any of the 15 firms that I have. But if I don't know them, I'm looking for the ones that I have good relationships with. And frankly, I'm looking for the ones that I actually want to do business with because I like dealing with them because business is also about having to deal with people. And when there are difficult businesses and difficult owners or leaders of businesses, I get to choose. And I I know you do too, who who you're going to work with, right? I don't get to choose my customers that much. There are different difficult customers. You deal with them because they're the customers that you can help. And so you deal with whatever customer you've got in front of you that makes the most sense to some extent, at least. But in terms of other businesses, there are so many good businesses out there. It's not, it's not worth taking a chance on a business you don't know most of the time. And that, it really does make sense to work with businesses 
not only that you know, but that you like working with and you like talking to and you like spending time with because you're going to be spending a whole lot of time with them doing the, the work for three, four, five years oftentimes. I agree with you, Lauren. At the end of the day, I mean, there's so many facets of this business, but the core really is it's a people business. Yeah. And if you can't work efficiently or effectively with the people, how are you going to give them then to your government partner? If you're struggling with them, they're going to struggle with them just as much. So from a large business perspective, thinking about small businesses, how do they best approach you with an idea, a thought, a bid, you know, should they be coming to you with, hey, we we know you probably you guys either have this contract, we'd like to be on the contract with you, we'd like to be on the the bid with you going forward. What frustrates you about the way that that small businesses approach you yourself? And what kind of gets you interested in small businesses as they approach you? I guess let's let's kind of circumscribe it to the scope of just on a bid or on a contract? So I think one of the things that frustrates me is after we have an award and we're still in the ramp up phase, we'll get a lot of um, emails or phone calls from small businesses going, hey, congratulations on winning X, Y, and Z. How can we help you? How do we join your team? Right. Right. Well, thanks. But, you know, I want to give the team that we built and the team that we put the bid together with um, and give them the runway to um, transition and execute and do great things and fill these slots. So, you know, the whole like right after award drives me completely bonkers or, you know, because it's I made a business decision and I, you know, was all in with a competitor and now I want to be all in with you. It's not ping pong like that's not we're playing here. But at the same time, that's kind of the stuff that drives me nuts. What I love is, you know, everybody's got you know, crazy schedules and crazy lives. And, you know, right now, I think with COVID, as a mom of two elementary kids, Mm -hmm. um, my house is crazy. And sometimes I am not as responsive on email as I was maybe like nine months ago before the pandemic. Absolutely. (laughs) But it's that, hey, Alexis, you know, I'm writing to you. And, you know, I have this great idea. Or, you know, I've been working with, you know, my customer at SOCOM or CENTCOM. And, you know, here's the really cool project I'm working on. Or here's um, an employee that we've gotten accolades on. And he's been doing really great things. And, you know, that's what I want to hear. And that's what I want to know about. And then, you know, I want to kind of crowdsource your idea. It's not pitching to me. I want you to talk to my solutions architects. I want you to talk to my business partners. I want you to talk to my CTO and see what do I do that is pushing this, you know, envelope forward. And that's what I want. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's overnight. You know, time is kind of cyclical, but what I really want to do is really kind of see what that next new is, because I really feel like this industry is going to rapidly change over the next decade. And so I'm looking for strategic thinkers and people who are thinking, you know, forward and maybe 
differently than I am. I want to be challenged by people's ideas and thoughts. And that's really what I'm looking for. Yep. Yes. But the, oh my God, every time we announce a, a win, the contractors who come or the firms that come out of the woodwork and say, hey, I'd like to join your team. Uh, I My team was there for the last two years. We, you know, we, we went after this for, for a full two years. You weren't there for the win. Join, you're, you're welcome to, if, if there's another bid that you want to join a year out that you'd like to help us shape and, and do, by all means, please pitch that next big thing. But the, the big thing that we got, no, we already got that. We're, we're good. And particularly, I get a lot of small businesses. I'm sure you do too. I'd really like to join your team. Okay, well, what do you bring? What is it that you bring to the table that nobody else does? And usually it's, I don't know. Well, do you have, you know, I, I had one person after we got our big win for SOCOM come to me and say, uh, you know, I'm not low price because I haven't I, I haven't figured out how to be low price yet. I don't have anything. I don't have a benefits package, so I can't match the benefits package, but I'm a small business and you really want me. Well, that you've done nothing more than the other small businesses and you being a kind of emerging small business I'd love to support emerging small businesses, but you got to bring something to me other than your small business status because all sorts of people have that small business status. You got to have something beyond just the small business status to recommend you. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, there there's a lot of people swimming in this pond and I need people to differentiate themselves. Yep. I mean, yep. that's key. Small businesses are great. Hub zones are great. ADs are great. But if you can do everything under the sun and the only value add is like, hey, Alexis, well, I will help you check that veteran owned small business category. You know, I don't really want to have somebody on my team just to check the box. I really want somebody on my team that's going to help me, you know, write something different or think about something different or push my people to think about something different or better or, you know, have experiences from other customers that they can leverage. That's really what I'm looking for. The the check in the box, like I'll help you staff and my rates are low and competitive. That's awesome. But hopefully that's not the bids that I'm going after. (laughs) Right. LBTA is thankfully no longer completely king of the land anymore. So, so hopefully you guys and we are going after the things that are not just low price. You got to bring something other than that to the table. Agree. I want needle movers. That's what I'm looking for. No, I think you're, you're exactly right. And I think that's where if you are the good business and it's, I always call it the, oh, by the way, right? I am a good business. I am doing something innovative. I am doing something different, whatever that may be, right? And and it's hard to differentiate yourself in this, in this industry, particularly when you're talking service contracts that are, to a great extent, you know, butts and seats. You've got to figure out a way to differentiate yourself outside of price, or you're going to differentiate yourself by just driving to the bottom. But you have to differentiate yourself and then you get the, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, I happen to check four boxes for you, right? That for a large business, but also for a command or an agency or some, any customer, the, oh, by the way, is that is, is useful, but it shouldn't be what you're leading with. It should never be what you're leading with. Correct. Well, any last thoughts for small businesses as they're getting 
I think the listeners that we have are kind of hit the run the gamut of very small emerging brand new businesses all the way to kind of our size emerging out of small business. Uh, but I think they fit more in the the young nascent businesses up to kind of the mid-sized small businesses. Any last thoughts or advice for them as they're making their way through this crazy ride that is government contracting? So I think that probably the last thing I'd, I'd want to end in, you know, the last, you know, 2020 has really been, I, I think, for a lot of us a year to kind of sit back. And while it's, you know, been challenging in so many different ways, I think one of the better things that have come out of 2020 was the ability for women and minorities to speak up and be heard. And really what I would like to see from small businesses is diversity of people and diversity of thought. Mm. And, you know, as I go forward and my colleagues go forward, you know, I I want to see GDIT be the change, but I also want to see this community change. I would like to walk into a room one day and not be one of five women there. I want to be one of 45 women. Yep. yep. So I really think with the diversity of thought and diversity of people, you get amazing, amazing ideas and you get, you know, a workforce that is represented of the America that we have today and the government that we support today. And what I really kind of implore a lot of people to do is to think about who do you have as the face? Who do you have working? Who has a voice? And you know who's got great ideas? And if you have somebody that's in your organization that's not speaking up all the time or is too shy, bring those ideas out. Bring those people out because you never know what you uncover in people when you start talking. And I really want to see this industry, you know, transform within the next decade. I could not agree more. And I love ending with that because I think it is absolutely where we need to be going and where we need to get to. Alexis, thank you so much for your time today, for your advice and for your insights. I I do think it's really important for small businesses to hear the unvarnished truth from from large business partners about how they can how they can play effectively in this industry. So thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. This has been a really fun Awesome. Well, we'll we'll have to do it again as a part two at some point. Love it. Love it. (laughs) 